So good to be back with you. Uh, last week, uh, my family and I had an opportunity to go to Maryland. That's where I'm from. And what a great time we had. It had been a couple years since I'd seen, seen my family. And, and it was such a great time. Thank you for your, your prayers. And also, what a great message and service all around last week. Um, you know, with Eric ministering and what the Lord placed in his heart to minister, I believe it's just a, a word in season and just what a powerful time you know, in those services. And it was great to hear some of the reports concerning that. Also, uh, it's so good to have have Pastor Carla with us still, you know, from Africa. She's she's my African mama. And so it's so good to so good to see you. Thank you so much for being here. And always as a founding pastor, Ms. Carolyn, it's such an honor uh, that you entrust Annette and I with your vision. What God's and give the vision that God gave you concerning reaching hurting people in this community. He said, "Love them for me." Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, which you should have your Bibles, should be a dumb question. But um, if you have your phone, if your Bible, if you if your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn those to Romans chapter one, and I'll get there in a moment, maybe. A couple Wednesdays ago, um, the Lord. Um, just you know, place something in my heart, um, and I ministered along those lines, and I can't, I can't get away from it. And um, and so I'm not going to call this a rerun. Um, I'm not going to call it this because it will always come out fresh. It will come out new. And 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 I know a lot of you aren't able to be here on Wednesdays, um, but um, but I believe it's it's something that's important. That just as I was just continuing to pray over it. Uh, I just sensed it's something that I needed to continue to cultivate in us. Um, because I believe the prophetic word uh, hinges on it. Um, I've been, been a Christian now 27 years. I've been working as of May, working with this ministry for 20 years. And I've uh, been part of the church here you know, since you know, 2006. And, um, and kind of an honor and privilege to be a part of this ministry but if I'd be lying to you if I didn't enter seasons into my life where I got complacent with the word that was being spoken. And, uh, and, and complacency is a killer. Complacency is a killer of destiny. Complacency is a killer of purpose. Complacency is a killer of, of passion. It's a killer of what God wants to do. It's a, it's a, it's a killer of faith. And, and, and I believe this, what I'm ministering along these lines and, and what the Lord's placed in my heart is, is this aspect of revival. And I'll give you some definitions for revival. Is it's the recovery of life. It's to return to activity from a state of tiredness, fatigue, oppression, or heaviness. It's the recovery from a state of neglect. It's also a reawakening to a spiritual fervor. A number of weeks back, Dr. Savell preached a message on where is your focus in t- when times are bad. What are you focusing on? Because either what you're focusing on is either going to bring complacency to your life or it's going to produce a greater passion in your life. And, and how do we get complacent? It's because we're focusing on natural things. The moment we stop focusing on the word and we stop focusing on, on the right spiritual pursuits, we will become complacent. And when we become complacent, we'll cease and we'll stop growing. You know, it's, it's we can't, we have to continue to stoke the fire, so to speak. 
There was a statement that Eric said last week in his message, and he said that clutter smothers a fire. Busyness. And along with this, this phrase, this, this thing that the Lord's been putting in my heart, that in this season that we've been over the last several months with coronavirus and, 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 and all the different divisions within our nation, this thing the Lord keeps speaking to me about, and anytime something comes up in my heart and, and, and maybe I want to respond or say things or, or approach it this way or that way, the Lord brings up Romans chapter 8, verse 6 to me. And it says this, he goes, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And so anytime certain things come up and, and you know, it's interesting all the different things I, I, I hear non-believers say or, or Christians say, and, and really it comes down to it's carnal thinking. It's carnal thinking. It's and carnally minded is Death. I mean, people arguing about whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask. Seriously? Well, I'm a Christian and I'm not, I, I live by faith. Well, good for you. But if you're really arguing that point, you're really carnally minded. Whether we should have church or not have church. Well, Jesus, well, I'm telling you, Jesus wouldn't shut his doors. Well, how do you know that? No, Jesus would have done what he heard the Father do and what the Father say. Amen. So don't, don't put word. See, because even to make those statements is statements of pride. And it's carnally minded. And to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. And there's something the Lord's going to deposit within our hearts this morning as a church because... Because we have to lay hold of the word of the Lord. Because if we don't truly lay hold of the word, we'll let go of that word. And if we let go of that word, we won't experience what that word wants to produce in our lives. And we become complacent when we're carnally minded. Stop arguing about things that aren't eternal. Carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. And I want to say that because, you know, this is, this is an, this is an election year. And I want to encourage you, make sure you, you align the things that you do as it pertains to politics, make sure they're aligning with the word of God. But I want to say, don't get caught in, 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 in these things that maybe continue to portray throughout the media, because what's going to happen, it wants to get you over to be carnally minded. But we have to live from a spiritually minded perspective. I'm not of this world. I'm bought with a price. Jesus, it talked about Jesus. He says, I'm from above and I don't speak the way the things are. I speak from a different kingdom. Read John chapter three. I'm from above. So I think different. I speak different. John the Baptist declared, he stood up and he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This wasn't necessarily a whole aspect of, of, of necessarily, I believe, of necessarily repenting of sins. It was, it was him declaring there's a new kingdom coming. There's a new way of doing things coming. There's a new way of thinking coming. There's a new way of living coming. But yet still we, we sit back and we, we, we try to deal things from a natural standpoint when these are spiritual issues. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life in peace. 
I'm telling you, there's so many things that I've tried to fix in the natural. And you know what? It didn't work. There's things that we, that we, we, we face as a family that, that, you know, it's like, like God, I, I, I can do everything I can do in the natural to try to make this work. But in the only way for me to be at peace is I'm going to be spiritually minded in this. Jesus had to deal with this, his own disciples. I mean, he was telling them, he goes, you know, I brought this up a couple weeks ago and in Acts chapter one, he goes, now that, now that Jesus is ascending and he, he rose from the dead, they're all excited. They're like, man, he goes now, now Jesus, are you going to restore the kingdom to us? Meaning now, now, now you're going to kick, you're, you're going to really show Rome who's boss. Why? Because they're being carnally minded. They were thinking this is about a natural kingdom. This is a spiritual kingdom. That's why your prayers are so effective. That's why the enemy doesn't want us to have corporate prayer. Because it's the only thing that causes us to live from a kingdom perspective. The disciples are arguing, well, well, Who's the greatest? What did Jesus tell them in Matthew chapter 10, 39? He goes, he who loses his lower life will gain a higher life. (laughs) You see, what's the lower life? It's just carnal, Babylonian thinking. That was Babylonian. What did I say? It's the world system. Yeah. Somehow the world d- does things. Right. And if, if that's constantly where you're focusing and your conversations are going, then what happens is, is we become complacent and we lose out on the eternal. We lose out on the greater. And I'm telling you, people are dying and going to hell. That's right. And we're arguing about whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask. Huh. Come on. Really? Really? I'm telling you, God's plan is so much bigger than what we think. So much bigger. With that thought, when Jesus said, the kingdom, he goes, it's not to you. He says, it's not to you to know the things that God has placed in his in the power of his hands. It's not to you know those seasons. But what he says, but and he says, but what did he tell him? Go, he said, but you shall receive power. He said, it's not up to you to know the things that God's placed in his hands, but do this. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power. Thank you, Father. Go to, let's look at Romans chapter 1. There's a few more things I could say with that. But, um, hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, verse 14. He goes, I'm a debtor. Thank you, Father. I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. 
I like the Amplify because he says, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the cultured and to the uncultured, both to the wise and the foolish. And he says this, I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. This is the Apostle Paul saying, I've got a duty to perform. I have a debt to pay. I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose. Verse 15, the King James says, So as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greeks. See, I have this duty to perform. I have this debt to pay. What was the duty to perform and the debt to pay? What was it? It was to preach the gospel. It was to preach the gospel. Say that with me. It was to preach the gospel. And he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God Unto salvation, meaning this thing that I'm called to do, this thing that I'm called to tell, this thing that I'm called to speak within that gospel is the power of God unto salvation. With what I'm to release, what I'm to speak within it is the power of God unto salvation. Now, I wrote this down. The church is not, going to church is not a religious exercise or a tradition. And the word of God is not a fable or a philosophy. You see, when this word was preached, power accompanied it. When the gospel was preached, power is made available. When preaching is done by the unction of the Holy Spirit, the word of God is declared. When prophetic words goes forth, immediately within those words are the power to bring change to something. The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 13. He said, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual." He goes, I couldn't speak certain things unto you because you were carnal. Meaning there's things that I wanted to share with you. There's things I wanted to preach with you. I wanted to share with you. Why? Because I wanted your life to go higher. I wanted your life to go higher. I wanted you to step up higher. I wanted you to walk in more. I wanted you to be more. I wanted you to be greater, but you couldn't receive it. Why? Because you were what? Carnal. So if we get so focused on carnal things, we won't receive the things that take us higher. Even the prophetic word, when, when Dr. Fell stood up, when he preached here in the end of September 29th, I believe it was last year, and he said, 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. That's a word that was released. That's good news that was released. And so when the moment he released that word, immediately there was power to bring that word to pass. But if we get over into just carnal thinking or we try to figure out what or how or why or all these things, then what happens is we lose the supernatural, the word. I was so 
being, like I said, being in this for 27 years and hearing the word and being in churches for 27 years, you can get complacent. You can lose your expectancy. Or you can come with an expectancy to hear a good word. But are you expecting the power that accompanies the word? See, this isn't... This book isn't a full, of, a full of fables or stories or philosophy. Let's go to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. Thank you, Father. 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 12. And Eric referred to the scripture last week. He says, wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yeah, I think it's meet as long as I'm in this tabernacle, meaning as long as I'm here, as long as I'm breathing, as long as I'm here, I'm going to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. It's kind of like the Apostle Paul. You know, I had a duty to perform and a debt to pay. Why? Because... Peter realized that the word had the ability to change things. The gospel had the power to change things. Verse 14, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle. I must put off this, this tabernacle, this earth suit. Even as our Lord Jesus showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. Meaning, after I'm long gone, I want you to understand something. Verse 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables. Meaning, I'm not telling you a tall tale. I'm not telling you a fable. A cunningly devised fable. Fable, meaning this isn't something to tickle your ears. This isn't something to, to deceive you. This isn't something to pull you away from certain things. This, this is, he, he says, we have not followed these. I'm not following. You know, Vic, in 27 years, the power of God is real to me. Amen. No one can take away what I've seen God do in my life. So I'm not following, I'm not preaching, and I'm not speaking about some fable in my life. But what it says, we have made known unto you the power. I mean, this isn't a fable. This isn't a story. We've made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. I mean, I'm not just coming to you with words. I'm not just coming with you with words, but I'm coming to you with the fact that I firsthand experienced the eyewitness of his majesty. I'm coming to you with the experience of the power of what that gospel has produced in my life. You see, your gospel is real to you. My gospel is real to me. And I'm not, I'm not speaking to you this morning about a fable. This is not a book of fables, but it's a book of the word of God that has the ability to produce the power to heal your body. To resurrect life. 
to give you vision, to give you a hope, to give you a purpose. This word is alive. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. There's power that are coming. So don't come in here just expecting to hear a good word. Come here expecting to receive the power of God that brings change. See, we just will sit back. Oh, that was a good word. That was a good word. I like when you said that. I will praise God. But, but I want something to have changed in you. I want to show up when Dr. ministers and he says a word and that word went forth and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit did something in here and that word went in here and all of a sudden changed this. That's supernatural. I think too often, let me get ahead of myself. Go to Colossians. We could stay there in second Peter, but he goes on and he talks about how he heard that voice that came from heaven. Well done. This is my, this is my beloved son. And he, Peter was talking about the mountain, the Mount Transfiguration when he saw Jesus transfigured. He was eyewitnesses of that. And he goes on and says, we have a more sure word. Meaning I even have a more sure word even beyond the things that I saw with my own eyes. Wow. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Meaning this word, this word isn't a carnal word. This word isn't a natural word. This word is a spiritual word. This word is life. This word is alive. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. There's a lot of people want to debate things. A lot of people want to Philosophy. <laughs> That's a word, but philosophize. <laughs> but here Paul says, beware of it. Beware. Lest any man spoil you. Any man. Carnal. Carnal. See, the things that you focus on can spoil you. Now, now this word spoil, I mean, it could have to do with this, like with milk spoiling or something, egg spoiling or something going bad, right? But actually what this word spoil means, it means to be led away as spoil. What do I mean by that? In the Old Testament, when there were battles and there were great victories, they would take away the spoils. They would take away. So if they went into this particular city and they defeated that city, now they would take all the spoils. I mean, they would take everything they have. They would take their, their cattle, their livestock, their gold. Their, they would take everything they have. So here, what does this word says? Beware lest any man spoil you. Beware lest any man spoil you. That word also lead you away as spoil also means to become captive. Beware, pay attention Lest any man lead you away captive by philosophy. Philosophy here pretty much means natural, carnal wisdom. Or it could be intellectual information that has no basis of truth. Like evolution. Something that's taught in school, but there's no foundation for truth. It's a theory. 
could go on a whole other trail here. But beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, meaning empty things, things that have no substance. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. So beware lest any man lead you away captive because of natural carnal understanding. Now we can look at it this way. If I just take out some of the other things in that scripture about the different things that could lead you away, we, we could, it, it could say this. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and not after Christ. So I don't want to be led away by captive by philosophy. But I want to be led away captive by Christ. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and not after Christ. Christ. And not after Christ. Don't let things, information, this natural way of doing things leading you away from Christ. Why? For in him, for in him. Say for in him. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Wow. See, the enemy wants you led away captive by all the natural things that are going on around us and totally just push Christ aside. You can't push Christ aside. Why? Because it's in him, Ashley. It's in him dwells all, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, sometimes we stop reading there. But what does the next verse say? And you, and you, and you say I'm. And I'm complete in him. There's fullness in me. The fullness of the Godhead bodily is in me. You see, but if I'm led away by natural things, I'm left empty. You see, this word, this word, Christ, Go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Thank you for your word. We have to come expecting the word. But we need to come expecting the power that accompanies that word. Because that word, Christ, the message of the gospel, that's how we experience fullness. First right. Corinthians one eighteen says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to them which are saved, it is the power of God. So this preaching, this word that's going forth is, is it's foolishness to the people in the world. Remember, there's... To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So there's, there's an aspect that people in the world don't understand this message. It's foolishness to them. 
But to us that are being saved, it is the power of God. You have to understand the word that's preached here on a Sunday or a Wednesday or whatever small group you might go to, whatever thing you might be a part of, a Bible study you're a part of. You have to understand when that word is being released, power is present also. Because it goes on in verse 24, it says, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And too often, I think we settle, we want more revelation, more revelation, more revelation, more revelation, instead of operating on the revelation that we've had in the past. Because Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. As I'm hearing the word, I've got to be expecting the power at the same time. And someone just sit back and, oh, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yes, it is a good word. It's his word. It's God's word. It better be good. But are you releasing your faith in the word that is being preached to expect the power that's accompanying with what's being said? Go to chapter four. Verse 19. It says, but I will come to you shortly. If the Lord will and will know, I will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. (laughs) Not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Power. Right now, are you expecting the power? Are you just wanting information? Expecting power. Now, I, I, I don't like church as usual. I don't want life as usual. <laughs> thank you, Father. Let's go to... Uh, thank you, Father. First Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The King James says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. The word that I preached, I didn't come to you just in word. For our gospel. What was the gospel? Their truth. It was the good news. It was what they'd experienced. It was the life change they experienced. It was the revelation of the cross. It was the revelation of Jesus. And Paul says, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power. 
See, you can't, you can't take away the word and the power. You, you can't take away the word from the power. Because the word produces the power. And power comes from the word. Thank you, Father. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. Only. But also in power. Now, listen, and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. The New Living Translation says, for when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, but also with power. For the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance That what we said was true. Now get this. I want you to see this because there's things happen that you can't see during a church service. (laughs) There's things you can't see. What do I mean by that? The word was preached. He said it wasn't just the word only, but also in power. And what does it say here? It says... And the Holy Spirit gave you full assurance of what we said was true. Meaning as you're hearing this word preached right now. And you're hearing this message. The Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. And you're either rejecting it or receiving it. Or you're, you're listening to it. And all of a sudden you're, there's something stoking on the inside of you. There is a, there is a I'm hungry for God. I, I'm hungry for the power of God. I, I just don't want to hear messages. But I want to see the fruit of those messages. I, I, and, and, but what happens, we get so complacent with just coming and hearing a word. And we did our Sunday thing. But not releasing our faith in the power that was preached. I used this illustration a couple weeks ago. We, we come into church and a, a message was just preached about salvation. And when we're standing there and, and, and you're at the end of a service and everyone stands up and, and immediately, sometimes if, if we're carnal, and I'm guilty of this now, okay? I'm guilty of this, that you stand up and someone's given an altar call and you're like, okay, all right, oh, Jesus, I'm hungry. Oh, Lord. Man, I should have had... Should have eaten this morning and, oh my goodness. Man, did you see what that woman's wearing today? Oh my goodness. Did you hear what that pastor said? Can you, can you believe that? Can you, and, and you're sitting there and yet the word was just preached. The word was preached. And yet as believers, you're a believer, right? Jesus told the disciples and he said, he goes, he, he confirms the word. With signs following. Mean, meaning that when the word is preached, there's power that all of a sudden is now present to confirm just what was said. But yet we disconnect from the word. We disconnect from the word and we're staying there. And that was a good message pastor preached this morning. I'm not going to do a thing he said. And, we, and there's an altar going, going, the spirit of God is moving. There's, there's hearts that are being touched and you're standing up and you totally, you totally let go of your faith from what the word was preached. And, and all of a sudden you're ready to go. And yet no one's expecting power. And all of a sudden everyone puts all the weight of people coming to altar call on the pastor. And yet you haven't released your faith. You know, one of the greatest miracles, you know what? You have experienced the greatest miracle in the world. 
You've already experienced the greatest miracle. If you're born again, you've experienced the greatest miracle. You're like, well, how about a, how about a healing? How about, how about, all, well, healing is repair. Being born again is something that never existed before. You have to change your perspective. And, and, there, and, and I think we kind of find ourselves like the Jews and the Greeks in, 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 in 1 Corinthians. It's like, it's like the Jukes, the Jukes, the, 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 the Jews demand a sign and the Greeks want wisdom. And so I think too often we, there, there's this whole school of Christianity that they're out for this, this, they're out for spectacular. And you have these people, well, I'm just out for wisdom and revelation. In which we need to bring these things. It's not about spectacular. It's supernatural. Yeah, supernatural could be spectacular. But a lot of times we're just wanting something. It's just this thing. But no, it's, it's God responding to the word. You know what? I don't have to drum up someone getting healed. They were already healed at the cross. I don't have to drum up someone getting, I just become obedient to the word, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And so we put supernatural all in this, this weird class over here and, and realize there's a lot of supernatural things that happen that you may never see. Someone that's sitting, hearing a message and they've been contemplating suicide and all of a sudden the words preached and all of a sudden they start to break and they start to cry. supernatural. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm in for seeing the dead being raised. I'm in for, for, for the power of God being so heavy in this place that no one can stand. I'm, don't get me wrong, but I want you to see, but are you expecting God? Are you expecting the, the power to be present when the words preached? So now when we take that prophetic word, 2020, God is opening a new door and bring about supernatural increase like never before is not just receiving that word as revelation, but it's now mixing it with knowing that that word spoken, I believe it. Now there's present, there's power present to bring it to pass. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We gotta talk about the power. We gotta talk about the power. How, how are they going to, how are we going to believe if it's not spoken? You know, it said, said, it said no one, no one could be restored because no one declared restore. Power, power. So this morning, just in the next, next few, couple minutes, I want to read a couple of scriptures to you to deposit something in you that we need to start not just expecting good words, and expecting revelation, but expecting power. You can just make note of these scriptures. Psalms 21, verse 13. It says, be exalted, Lord, in thine own strength. So we will sing and praise thy power. When was the last time at home you just sat down and said, Father, I praise you for your power. I thank you for your power. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your power. You're on your way to church. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Justin. I thank you for Dr. Savell that they have a word in season. But, Lord, I praise you for your power. I praise you for your power. And I thank you that you, de- you desire your church to see your power. Yes. Amen. Psalm chapter 59, verse 16 says, But I will sing 
of thy power. When was the last time you just started singing about his power? You just start, you started making up your own song about his power. You, you just, you know, you, yeah, I'm telling you that that's what the psalmist is saying. I'm going to sing of your power. When was the last time you sang just about his power? Yeah, we sing about his love. We, we sing about his goodness. We sing about his faithfulness. When was the last time you just sat, sat back and just, just started singing about his power? I thank you for the power. I thank you for the power. Oh, Ms. Carolyn, I want to hear your, your stories about the power. Yes. Psalms 145. Psalms 145 says this, mercies are all his works. Thy saints shall bless thee. Saints shall speak of thy glory and talk of thy power. The Passion Translation says, everything you made will praise you. Fulfilling its purpose. What is fulfilling its purpose? To tell the world of your lavish splendor and preach about your limitless power. When was the last time your conversation at work was just, I just want to talk about his power. Let, let's, let's for a moment before we, let's just talk about his power, Ashley. There was this time, Ashley, when, man, God came through and he healed my body. When was the last time you just had a conversation and you told somebody about the power of God that took place in your life? See, we got to praise about his power. We got to sing about his power. We got to talk about his power. Talk about it. I'm talking about his power this morning because I know I'm preaching the word this morning and I'm talking about the power. And as I talk about the power, I'm going to see his power. See, when you talk about him, he shows up. When you talk about the Holy Ghost, he shows up. When you talk about the word, he shows up to confirm the word with signs following. Go to Psalm 71. I, I, need to, I need to close. Hallelujah. I'm trying to remember where Psalms is right now. Man, the presence of God is on me right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now even think about this. For a moment, when <laughs> when the disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost, and when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they were what they they were filled with power, right? What was what was the very thing they did? <laughs> when they they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in other tongues, but what did everyone hear? So other people heard their own languages, but, but they actually heard what they were saying. It said they were talking about the wonderful works of God. <laughs> so as they were praying in the Holy Ghost, the other people heard what was being said. And it said they heard about the wonderful works of God. So the, the day they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they're praying in tongues. They're talking about the power. They were talking about the wonderful works of God, the greatness of God, the magnificence of God. I'm telling you, we got to start just talking about his magnificence. And when we talk about his magnificence, it just shows he's a God of increase and he's increasing you in every way, spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And see the moment I said that power showed up to bring it to pass because it's the word. But we sit back and say, oh, it's the word, good word, good word, man. 
I want what's in this book. So when a minister under the unction of the Holy Ghost is speaking the gospel, I want to lay hold of it. Why? Because there's power when that gospel is preached. Psalm 71. I close with this. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16. I will go in the strength of the Lord God and I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine only. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Now also, when I am old and gray-headed, O God, I'm not going to call myself old, but I sure got some gray. (laughs) Now also, when I'm old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not. Now, why? What is he saying? Don't forsake me. Meaning, don't let me go yet. I'm not finished yet. Why? Don't forsake me not until... I have shown thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. When I'm young and gray-headed, Lord, don't forsake me until I have proclaimed, until I've talked of your power to this generation. Uh, that's, that's That's a prayer for heritage of faith. Now we as a church, oh God... Don't forsake us until I have, until we as a church have shown your strength to Crowley, Texas and thy power to everyone that is to come. See, we got to talk of his power, talk of his power, talk of his power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word today. And I thank you that your word. This was another building block. On revival. So church family, this is what I just sensed at the last three messages I've done concerning revival. I just, it's a building block of what God wants to do and what God's going to do and what he will do. So no matter whether I'm preaching, whether it's another minister, whether it's Dr. Savell, we have to set ourselves in position to not just come in and hear a good and expect a good word, but we need to be expecting the power that accompanies the word. Father, I repent where I've been complacent concerning messages that have come from you through men of God. I repent of being complacent. I repent of being complacent. And then just holding on to or receiving a word that was spoken. Now repent of not expecting the power that he accompanies that word. Awaken us as a church that we would not be carnally minded, but we'd be spiritually minded. Awaken us with a greater expectation that we'll see your power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you.
you're here this morning and you do need healing in your body just come to the altar real quick hallelujah Talk of your power. Just like that time you showed up in my house. Just like that time you showed up in my house. You filled me and you restored me. That power was present and it made me whole. That power was present and it made me whole. His power is present. The word went forth. You are just from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. A lightness, light and easy. Yes, His power is resting on you right now. Just right where you're seated. Just you just you don't need to stand up. Just just hold your hands up and just say, Lord, I receive your power that's present in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Maybe you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And, and because one of the things that he does while the word's preached, what the Holy Spirit does, he convicts the world of sin. And right now there's someone, there's someone here, there's this, this, this working of your heart right now. So even watching by way of internet, there's this, there's this thing on the inside of you that, 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 that you just need to release. And what it is, that that's what you're sensing is the convicting power of the Holy Spirit for you to surrender. See, the, 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 let go of the lower life so you can receive the higher life. God wants to take you higher. God wants to take you higher. If that's you in this place, just stand to your feet and just say, I want to go higher. 
I want to go higher, Lord. I want to go higher. I'm ready. I'm ready to press forward. I'm ready to go forward. I'm ready to go forward in you. I'm ready. I'm ready, Father. I'm ready. Your peace. Power being released doesn't always have to be in a demonstrative, exciting, or a demonstrative, a loud way. Sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just, just, just releasing, knowing that we're doing the word right now. (laughs) I'm doing the word right now. I'm obedient to the word right now. And because I'm obedient to the word, hallelujah, something's happening in this lady's body right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to sense it. I don't, there's nothing. I'm doing the word. And when I'm doing the word, things are, power's working. Power's working. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That she would tremble under your glory all day long today. That she's tremble upon that glory all day long today. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Make her new and make her new, make her new. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. for a second yeah hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus so resti chi sondo narai a te lende sondo lo nonei andele ne mondo rogoscio so esende nanada andea no oshi isia e da lo no so so I'm not playing I'm not playing There's people that's been praying There's people that's been praying. During worship, he told me to call forth your purpose. Call forth your purpose. And I just say, it's, he, he told me to tell you, it, it, you got to go all in. You got to go all in. You got to go all in. And there may be people that may make fun of you. There may be people that will say strange things about you. But but uh, but God's not playing because there's people that's been praying. And it's not just praying for you, but it's praying for the people you'll touch. 
there's, there's, there's mamas and grandmamas that are praying. They're praying. And you need to step into their prayers. You need to step into their prayers. And this is a strong word, but he says, if you don't step into it, I'm going to hold you accountable for their lives. Hallelujah. We've got God a shout of praise. If you receive this word today. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 